don't remember. Brothers, don't worry about your wife. God don't remember. Wives, don't worry about your husband. God don't remember. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. Children, don't worry about your parents. God don't remember. He doesn't remember it. You're trying to hold me by something that can't hold me. Let me say that again. You're trying to hold me by something that can't hold me. Anything you release to the Lord cannot hold you. How you going to hold me by that? Well, you know, I don't know. Because, you know, last year I tried to, you know, trust you and you just... Baby, I'm just like you. I'm human. I'm subject to make mistakes. But what you're trying to hold me by, God doesn't hold me by. You're still talking about five years ago. Baby, this is 2010. Tell somebody, I'm going to do it again, but the right way this time. You know what I love about God? Because God, God gives you an opportunity to come back and do it right. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nation of faith, church of the living God, 1279 Pickin' Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Now, I don't want to go into all the, the details of how Isaac did, just like his daddy lied and said that uh, his wife was uh, his sister. That's not my point for tonight. But when he came to himself and he did what God wanted him to do, I want you to turn to, uh, look at verse 12, because this is a time of famine. Then Isaac did what? In that land. In what land? That land, in that place where God told him to be, where God told him to go. He sowed in that land, and watch what happened. And received next year. Hold up, I may need my glasses. I don't need my glasses. He received five years from. He received when? The same year he sowed was the same year he harvested. Because he was in the place God told him to be. Ooh, mama. Notice, in the same year he received a hundredfold. That word hundredfold doesn't necessarily mean hundred times. It means maximum return. Just like when you get your income tax, you want a maximum return. No, 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 check that again. It's something else that needs to be added to that. You understand what I'm saying? And the Lord blessed him. If that were not enough. He received a hundredfold return, and the Lord blessed him. Now, I was like, how in the world? What does that mean? God, in other words, God says, when you do what I tell you to do during tough times, and you sow during tough times, not only will you get a hundredfold return on that seed, God said, I'm going to give you plus some. 
I'm going to give you good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's blessing me. Thank you, Lord. I need this. Touch somebody and say, I'm going to sow my way out. So, strategic sowing. What does that mean, Pastor? Strategic sowing. God may impress upon your heart for the next, for every service, I want you to give a specific amount towards this breakthrough. Now, here come the devil talking. You're trying to talk you out of what you're supposed to do. Well, all they want is my money. No, 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 no. God is trying to get something to you. I said, God is trying to get something to you. He wants to get, he's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. You might need to sow your way out of this one. That's what God placed in my heart. Every service, I want you to commit to sowing a specific seed. Don't go less than that seed. And you make sure you have that seed every service. Yes, Lord. I'm sowing my way out. I'm sowing my way. Some members already shared with me that that's what they're doing. Every service, they're committed to sowing this seed. You don't realize that you're working on something supernatural. Because a seed, oh, is like a fragrance to the Lord. You're going to get heaven's attention. I wish I had time. Go to, um, just as a footnote, Acts chapter 9. Oh, let's go to it. It's welcome to Bible study. Let's go to it. Amen. He sure give a lot of scriptures at that church. Yeah, but I tell you what, we won't be broke. Come on now. <laughs> you won't call me broke. You won't call me sick. You won't call me depressed. I want you to see Acts chapter 9. See, because you have to see the word of God for yourself. Don't just take the preacher's word for it. Look at Acts chapter 9 and verse 36. Here's a New Testament example of this. You have it? Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha or Tabitha, however you want to say it, which is by interpretation, uh, she's called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which means she was a giver. Verse 37, and it came to pass in those days that Dorcas was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, this is one of her, her friends in the faith, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. They wanted Peter to come and release a miracle on this dead body. Now watch what happened. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. Know what they were doing? They were showing Peter her seeds. This is what she's been sowing. This is what she's been blessing people with and, and, and ministering to the needs of the saints. And verse 40, but Peter put them all out. <laughs> See, Peter did just like what Jesus taught him. You never go into a room full of doubt and unbelief and expect to perform a miracle. Kick them out. Come on, somebody. 
You got to get out of here. Oh, no, you can't stay here. This is not the place to have a funeral. We're going to have a resurrection. So if you're not here to participate in resurrection, you got to go. Are you listening? <laughs> so they, Peter put him out, and notice what happened. He kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. Now, here's what I want you to take note of. There's power, there's resurrection power in your seat. There's resurrection power in your seat. There's resurrection power in your seat. Isaac showed us in a time of famine, sow a seed, and you don't get a hundredfold. Darkest shows us, start sowing your seeds now, because you never know what's going to happen. You might need a miracle someday. I believe her seed brought resurrection power into her life. Well, you say, well, well, Peter prayed. Yeah, Peter prayed. Oh, yes. That was the water. The prayer was the rain. But the prayer could not have any effect until there was some seed in the ground. You don't know it, but you may be working on resurrection power. You don't know what type of death-like experience that may happen in your life. But guess what? God is not... He is not going to forget the seed that you planted and the seed that you sowed. That seed is going to come in handy. It's going to release resurrection power in your life when you need it the most. As a matter of fact, right now, some of you are dealing with a dead situation right now. But guess what? You've been sowing your seed. Resurrection power is about to manifest in your life. I don't know who that's for. That's for somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So sow your way out. I'm going to sow my way out of this. Number three, when you're dealing with tough times, be careful who you talk to about your situation. Be careful who you talk to about your situation. Because when you get the wrong voices involved in your situation, it's going to delay your deliverance. Be careful who you learn from that Shunammite, the, the Shilamite woman, Shunammite, Shilamite, uh, whatever might. When her baby died, they would ask her, how you doing? All is well. All is well. Mm-hmm. Shalom, peace. It's well. You know what she's teaching us? Be careful who you share your business with. Some of you, the tough times are going to continue. It's because you keep telling the wrong people about your problems. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to just talk about it. And words give life to your situation. That's number three. That's a strategy. So I'm going to be strategic and be careful who I share my business with. Amen, lights. Number four. Find someone to come into agreement with you for your breakthrough. Matthew 18, 19 says if two, let's look at that right quick. If two or three, let me just read it the way it's written. Matthew 18, verse 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Who can you come into agreement with concerning your breakthrough? Who can you come into agreement with? See, here's what you need to understand. The power of agreement. When you have, let me just use somebody's example. Who, who wants to share with me what they're going through right now? I want to agree with you right now. Come on. Let you raise your hand. Y'all like, what's the matter with y'all? Come on, sister. Sister Julia, what you need me to agree with you about? Let's keep it short. Uh, my husband had a, a cornea transplant. That's cornea. why I wasn't here last, last okay. Tuesday. So we're going to believe for healing in her husband's body. Amen. And he had some, we, is, what is it called uh, again? Last Tuesday, uh, he had a cornea transplant in a his cornea. body. Okay, so we're going to believe right now for supernatural healing in her husband's body. 2020 vision is what we believe in for. That's right. So I set my faith in agreement with you Amen. that he will have 2020 vision. A supernatural healing will take place in his body in Jesus' name. Do you believe you receive it? I believe it with you. It's done. It's done. It's done. Well, you say it's just that simple? Yeah. Why? The Bible says do it that way. I believe with all my heart, God heard our prayer. I have no sense of guilt, no sense of inferiority, no sense of shame. Lord, I don't know. Do you think you will do it? No, no, no. I'm bold with this. I decree it and declare it. I come into agreement with you. It's done according to our faith. So what's so important about this when you're going through tough times? Find someone you come into agreement with. See, because what God makes happen for one, he makes happen for all. See, because this is going to be a testimony, not only that Sister Julia will rejoice in, but we are going to rejoice in as well. So it's nothing like knowing, okay, what are you dealing with? What you going through? Let's come into agreement. Let's believe God. Resurrection power. Supernatural miracle. Because we all get to rejoice. And our faith gets to be encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen? You're going you're gonna to receive, see, the overflow will come based on your appetite. You come hungry, you come ready to receive. Let me just tell you, you have four strategies to work. So you're going to do just fine. Those other three, you, you, it's, gonna, it's very, very important, those other three. But we work these four. As a matter of fact, I might need to just do one per service. And work on one per service so that you can get the totality of these, of these strategies. But whenever, whenever you have an appetite for God and for his word and for his wisdom, 